Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break, brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, you can call David at Versant, 459-8565. And joining us to start off our work week is Katie Lovell. She's with the Department of Public Health and Human Services. Katie, thanks for taking time today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you introduce yourself a little bit to listeners and tell them uh, just, just a bit about yourself? What's the Katie Lovell story? Sure. My name is Katie. I work for the Department of Public Health and Human Services, and I am the legal service developer, which means I run a legal program that helps seniors with uh, civil legal issues. All right. And how, how long have you been doing that? I've been at the state for about five years now. Okay. I think I have probably the best job at the state, so don't tell anyone else, but <laughs> mine's the best, I think. <laughs> Nobody's listening, Katie. Don't worry about it. We got no eavesdroppers this morning. Uh, how, how do you end up in that that position. I mean, how is that something where you found sort of obviously your niche and where you love to be? You know, I have always loved working with seniors. Um, I was very close to my grandparents growing up, but they were just wonderful people. And I just really enjoy helping um, Montana seniors get all of the legal information and advice that I possibly can and just working to protect Montana seniors from financial exploitation. It's just, I think, the best job in the state. I get to meet so many wonderful people. Well, and we talk about DPHHS. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty large umbrella, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that yeah. are under the DPHHS umbrella that people probably don't realize are there. Absolutely. You know, I run, I work in a very small program, but there are all sorts of things under DPHHS. You've got your Medicaid, you've got your um, Office of Public Assistance programs, you've got, uh, senior programs like ours. You've got a lot of the veterans homes are actually under Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. So it's a huge umbrella organization. Thousands of people work for DPHHS. We're chatting this morning with Katie Lovell from DPHHS, and uh, she works to protect uh, us and our seniors from uh, from being taken advantage of uh, financially. And, and, and you've been involved with the Senior Financial Defense Grant. Um, this, as I understand it, is a project aimed at uh, limiting the impact of financial exploitation of seniors in Montana. Can you fill us in on that a little bit? What What is it? How did that come about? That sort of thing. Sure. The grant is through the Montana Board of Crime Control, and it was a grant that we applied for about three years ago, and we've been lucky enough to carry it out since then. And the goal of the grant is really to educate Montana's seniors and train professionals all across the state of Montana to not only recognize financial exploitation, but then to be able to respond accordingly. And financial exploitation of seniors is a huge problem, both in Montana and nationwide. Yeah, I think we understand it just intellectually. We understand that it happens, but you mentioned it there at the tail end. It's a much bigger problem than we probably realize, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, financial exploitation affects one in five seniors. So that's almost 20% of our seniors are dealing with some sort of financial exploitation. And over a million seniors every year skip are, are skipping meals because of the money that they've lost through financial exploitation. And it's a $36 billion uh, loss to the economy every year. Wow. Well, and then, you, uh, you know, missing meals and probably, you know, missing medication as well, right? I mean, this is not a good absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Right. And turning down their heat. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so you've done a lot of work on this now. Um, what have you, just sort of umbrella, you know, the 10,000 the foot view, what have you been finding about 
what happens in Montana? Like uh, those numbers that you gave us, are, are those national numbers? They are national numbers, but they really coincide to what we see in Montana. Okay. Um, we're definitely seeing, you know, a huge portion of our population as they age are being contacted by scammers. And, you know, this happens to everyone every day. I mean, how many times a day do you get the call about your car's extended warranty? <laughs> right. Those are all scams. So we're, you know, nobody is immune from this, but it certainly seniors are targeted in a way that, uh, you know, certainly my generation is not. I think they probably realize that, you know, people in my generation are carrying more student loan debt and we have savings mm-hmm. accounts. So they're not coming after us in the same way that they come after seniors who are perceived to have the savings, the retirement and their home during the day. Yeah. And, and financial abuse, it's not necessarily the same as those those guys calling about uh, that. My car's my car's like 20 years old. The the warranty, the extended warranty ended a long time ago. <laughs> financial abuse, it's, it's not necessarily the same as as just a flat out scam. Right. I mean, there, there are lots of right. ways this can happen. Absolutely. Financial exploitation is any time a person uses a senior's finances or property without their permission or knowledge. And that includes things like the scams that we talked about, but it also includes bad business tactics and exploitation by a known individual. So someone who's a caregiver or a power of attorney, a lot of times this is children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews. Uh, And there are a lot of really common scams and schemes that we see really really frequently, but the family member is still probably the number one source of exploitation. That's such a shame. I mean, uh, you know, it just, there's too many caretakers. And like you said, even family members who are uh, misusing a senior's funds. I mean, what what does this look like? What happens? Obviously everything is a little individualized, but if there's sort of a a general situation, what does it look like? So a lot of times what we see is the abuse of a power of attorney. So this is either the person claims that they have a power of attorney when they really don't, or they have a power of attorney that's very poorly or very loosely drafted. Um, These forms are available on the web so people will download them. They don't have an attorney review them. They don't put any sort of safety mechanisms in them. Uh, And then they have the senior sign them. And then they use them for for malcontent, they, you know, charge up lots of credit cards, they open new accounts, they drain the bank account, they open bills in the senior's name, uh, and that's something we see really commonly. So a way to prevent that is just making sure that your power of attorney documents are reviewed by an attorney, that you put those limitations in place, and our program through the state can help seniors do that for free. It's a no-cost program, and it's a really important way to protect yourself from one of the most common types of abuse that power of attorney uh, exploitation. Yeah. And how do we know how big a problem that specific thing is? Because it seems like that's the easiest thing for somebody that's, I mean, this is not an organization that's putting this together and making those robocalls. And so it seems like it's easier for it to happen. Is this pretty widespread? You know, I'm not going to give you hard numbers um, at this point, but I certainly on a daily basis to my office, I deal with at least one family member that's calling about a financial exploitation case. And a lot, a lot of those cases are poorly drafted powers of attorney or powers of attorney that maybe don't even exist in the first place. They're just someone is just saying that they have one. So, yeah, it's a huge problem. Katie Lovell is with the Department of Public Health and Human Services on Coffee Break this morning, and we're talking about uh, financial abuse and scams, uh, particularly uh, among seniors in Montana. And it's such an awful thing, and there's so many ways that it can happen. Uh, you sent over some notes to me about this, and, and one thing mentioned was uh, that power of attorney abuse. But 
that that's uh, to me that just it, it it's worse because it comes out of a place of someone wanting to ensure that they're protected and then in that endeavor they're actually being taken advantage of i know it it just breaks my heart you know these family members are the people that we think that we can trust the most and so often these are born out of you know addiction or substance abuse mm-hmm. or gambling debts um, that turn a, a you know a once really trusted family member into someone who's pretty desperate for money so it's a really hard situation and seniors have a really hard time, um, you know, going after a child or a grandchild and trying to get that money back. So it's, it's an especially painful situation. Yeah. Well, and there are other things that happen. Other scams are sort of coming in from outside uh, the family and caretakers and that sort of thing. Uh, I, I know one thing we've talked about on the show before with uh, Attorney General or former Attorney General Tim Fox was uh, contracting scams and the storm chasers. That That's a pretty common thing here in Montana. It's a hugely common thing. Uh, I know last year when um, a lot of the eastern Montana got hit with the hailstorms, we saw these bad contractor scams popping up. And then in January, we had those huge windstorms. We saw another whole group of these bad contractors scam. So, you know, there are really important ways to protect yourself against those, you know, making sure that you go to the Better Business Bureau and look up the company that you're looking at going with and seeing if they have any negative reviews or any outstanding complaints against them. And then also just making sure that they're a licensed business in Montana. You can do that with the Montana Department of Labor and Industry. And that's really important to make sure they're licensed and insured in case anything does go wrong. Yeah. So if anybody shows up on your porch and says, hey, I've got some leftover materials from a job down the street, that's usually a, a that's a flag right there. That's a scam. Right. Yep, that's um, definitely a scam. But if you ask them to see their license, that's not something that they're going to take offense at. They're not going to be bothered. That That's a pretty common thing. So that's not something you're not putting them out by asking to see their business license. Absolutely not. Nope. That's something that they should be willing and able to show you very very easily. Yeah. Katie Lovell is with us this morning on Coffee Break. Uh, she's with the Department of Public Health and Human Services. And uh, Katie, with, with so much happening on the phone and on the computer nowadays, are, are the phone scams picking up? It seems like they're happening more often. At least I'm getting more junk calls. You know, I think they are. And I think that that's probably a product of the decline in the global economy. You know, there are more people who are desperate. So there are more people making very poor choices uh, in the economy. So and we're certainly and I think another one is that people are home more, you know, so we're we're all in our homes more. So we're able to answer our phone uh, phones a little bit more. So you're able to take those calls where you maybe wouldn't have been able to get them before. Yeah. Well, and it's such a horrible thing, but there's even covid vaccine scams going on. Absolutely. Yeah, we're seeing a rise in those COVID vaccines. Um, Anytime something happens on a global scale like this, you're going to get the scammers in right away. So we're seeing these fake vaccination clinics pop up. So someone will call and try to get you registered for the vaccine clinic and they'll ask all sorts of personal information from you, um, date of birth, social security number, maybe where your health insurance is, all of that information, which is super valuable to a scammer is now in their hands and then this vaccination clinic probably never existed and a lot of times they're even asking for payment for these clinics which is just not how these clinics are happening you really have to make the appointment yourself they're not going to reach out to you to make that appointment for you right and nobody's having to pay for these vaccines anyway Right. Yeah. These clinics are not something that you would be paying for out of pocket right away. Yeah. So uh, even if somebody called you uh, legitimately wanted to set you up, because maybe it's a doctor or something at your, your, they're not going to ask for your financial information. 
they're not going to ask for your financial information. Nope. And the, and you normally would have had to initiate some sort of contact mm-hmm. with them. So, you know, a relationship with the doctor's office, making an appointment with the uh, your local public health organization, uh, you will have initiated some sort of contact yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and we're, I don't think we're seeing it now in Montana, at least I, I, I hope not, but, uh, you know, price gouging and, and fake sales, same thing, you know, during times of, uh, you know, scarcity or during disasters, whatever it is, that's when these people jump up and take advantage. Absolutely. And we did see it in Montana, even, um, you know, in the very first few months of the pandemic, April and May of last year, we saw some people um, going online and offering the toilet paper that they had hoarded at these astronomical prices. And there were some prosecutions nationwide. I don't believe we had any in Montana, but it definitely is something that happens. And you can absolutely contact your local authorities if something like that is going on. Yeah. Well, and that brings me, I guess, to the point of, you know, if people believe that they've been a victim here of, of whatever, something we've talked about, some kind of abuse, it is important that they speak up, isn't it? I mean, I know there's a sense of embarrassment probably, and I don't want people to know and we're going to hide this, but speaking up can help you. It can help others. It absolutely can. And it really, that is so important because so often, you know, you're not the only victim or you're not the only person that these people have scammed. And so reaching out, uh, telling your story, going to the authorities are really such an important way to empower not only yourself, but to prevent future victims. You're really helping so many other people by coming forward and you're helping Montana law enforcement really get an idea of what's happening all across the state of Montana. You know, this is happening to so many more seniors than we're aware of. And just reaching out, especially making those initial phone calls, you're going to get someone, you know, like me on the phone who isn't a terrifying person. I'm a real person. <laughs> and the people that work for Adult Protective Services are real people. And they, they were really there to help. So how do they do that, Katie? Like, is, is there a phone number? Is there a website? You know, or yeah. is even a building open where they can go and face-to-face talk to somebody? Or how does, how does it work? So right now you can contact my Adult Protective Services on the phone. Um, their phone number is 844-277-9300. Or you can make a report online at aps.mt.gov. And that's 24 hours a day. You can report to that anytime. You can do that from your phone. You can do it from your computer. Both super important. And they really will help you from that point on. If you, they need to make a report to the Federal Trade Commission or to the Office of um, Consumer Financial Protection or Securities and Investment, they will help you make that additional report. And then if you need help with legal documents, you can contact my office. And my direct phone number is 406 444 Seven seven eight seven, and we can help you, you know, draft those powers of attorney or revoke a power of attorney. If you're having an issue with something going on right now, we can help you revoke that document. They're, you know, they're not carved in stone. They're meant to be changed. So if you need to make a change, uh, you know, now's the time. And now's the time for anyone over the age of 18 to make sure that they have those, uh, you know, healthcare power of attorneys in place so that someone could help make healthcare decisions for them. Katie Lovell is our guest this morning with the Department of Public Health and Human Services. We're talking uh, about scams and uh, financial abuse, uh, particularly of Montana seniors. And we've got to take a quick break. We're going to circle around. If you weren't wanting any of those, that web address or the phone number or anything, we're going to circle around at the end of the show. I'll make sure that we get those out again uh, just so that now you're ready for it. Now you can write them down. But we do have to take a quick break. So we're going to do that, and then we'll come back and chat more with Katie. 
I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. You can call David at Versant 459-8565. And we're joined today on Coffee Break by Katie over with the Department of Public Health and Human Services. We're talking about scams and financial abuse this morning. And we talked about some of those in the first half before we took a break. And these can impact all of us, but certainly seniors is there a reason for that i think you touched on some of that in the first half of just they've they've got their student loans paid off they've got money in the bank but are there other issues that seniors are targeted for a certain reason absolutely you know seniors are targeted because they are perceived as being home during the day and you know that's certainly truer when we're not all home during the day but seniors are home during the day they're thought to have savings accounts or an estate to steal from they're also perceived to have possibly have memory issues or maybe need help with household items. You know, so they might need someone to help shovel their driveway or help them get groceries. So they're in need of possibly in need of more assistance, which is more people that you have to contract with, more service providers that you need to allow into your life, which allows more opportunity for exploitation. They may be lonely or isolated. So a lot of times we talk to seniors who know that they're being scammed. But the scammer might be the only person that calls them throughout the day. So they're willing to put out a little bit of money, even though they know they're being scammed, just to have someone to talk to during the day because they're so lonely. Mm. Um, And, you know, they might not necessarily be keeping as detailed of records as maybe they did when they were younger, Um, maybe forgetting some purchases or transactions. I know I am frequently guilty of this. I don't know how often an Amazon box shows up on my doorstep and I don't even remember ordering it. So, you know, this is not necessarily just true of seniors, but it's certainly something that we see as more as people age. And then one of the things I think people think about financial exploitation is it's people who are maybe not as educated or not as intelligent, but it's actually the opposite. Um, People who are better educated and perceive themselves as being more intelligent are actually more likely to get scammed because they're less likely to reach out to others for assistance in making those financial transactions um, to get that second opinion. So a lot of seniors, you know, who have lived their whole life of making really sound financial decisions are really confident in their financial decision making. And that's how sometimes we see people being scammed. Yeah. Well, and the people that are doing this, I mean, this is their job, you know, so many of them are very, very good at what they do. Absolutely. They're absolutely good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we should be watching for what? Like, how do we make sure that our loved ones aren't being taken advantage of? I guess it's, you know, what, what are the flags? What are the warning signs? Sure. Someone that no longer has the ability to purchase things that they should be able to afford. You know, if they're not refilling their medication, 
if their glasses are broken or their clothing now has holes or stains, um, you know, someone who's not getting their hair done on a regular basis when they always used to. Um, someone who maybe is only living off of rice and beans when you know that they have an income that could support them having more choices. Um, someone who is not having the services they once had. So they no longer have uh, you know, a caregiver coming in once a week to help them do some light housekeeping, or they're no longer getting their car serviced on a regular basis or going to the dentist because they just can't afford those things, even though they had been doing so previously. Um, anytime that you see a caregiver sort of overstepping their role, who are taking on more and more of the seniors' responsibilities, making more and more decisions for them, anytime that the senior seems to not necessarily be involved in that anymore, and anymore uh, being able to make any sort of decisions for themselves, anytime that you start to miss bank records, or any time that you're not getting even bills or statements to your house. So if you notice that all of a sudden your Verizon bill is no longer coming in the mail, that could be a sign of exploitation. We see that sometimes where a child will add lines to a parent's uh, cell phone bill without them knowing it and then just reroute the bill so that the senior doesn't know it. And a lot of us pay bills like that automatically. So if you're not getting that invoice, you may not not necessarily even know that that service has increased in cost exponentially yeah. and then you're going to see the signs uh you know depression anxiety um especially for seniors who know that they're a part of the scam you know they might feel really guilty or maybe really ashamed of what happened um, and then not being able to afford the those food or the clothing may also make them feel very depressed or anxious and then anytime you see new friends or relatives resurfacing into a senior's life changes in legal documents, uh, being excited about new winnings or business opportunities. You know, not, not a lot of us start new businesses in our 70s or our 80s. So that can be a, certainly a, a red flag. And then, of course, any overdue or missing payments and statements. Yeah. Katie Lovell is with the Department of Public Health and Human Services, and we're chatting with her today about scams and financial abuse, particularly among seniors. And uh, what, what if we're, we're on the other side of that coin uh, here, not talking to the people outside, but uh, the people inside of so many of these scams, the seniors that are out there listening to us this morning? Um, how do they spot these scams? I mean, because as we mentioned, some of them are, are very, very legitimate looking and very, very good. I mean, how, how do they make sure that who they're talking to is legit on the phone and they're not getting stuck in a scam? Absolutely. And, you know, I think we all like to think of these scammers as, you know, the bad guy that hides underneath the bed, but they <laughs> really look like normal people. They sound normal uh, and they're really going to sound credible. So one of my golden rules is if it sounds too good to be true, it definitely is. You know, you're not going to get these phantom riches falling from the sky, even though that would be lovely and be helpful. Uh, it just doesn't really exist. You can't win something that you didn't enter. So if you are called up about a prize or a raffle, if you didn't buy a ticket, you aren't the winner. So it's certainly something to keep in mind. And then um, a lot of one of the tactics they use is scarcity. So either time is limited or the amount of the product is limited and you have to act very fast in order to be able to get the product or the service. And, you know, that's them trying to pressure you into making a decision that necessarily uh, that you haven't thought out. That's a little bit hastier mm -hmm. than you normally would. 
And then if they're offering you something in return, if you're going to pay this fee on these winnings, I can get it delivered to you. Or you have to pay, uh, another really common one in this is in housing. You have to pay to get the locks redone on the house before you can rent the apartment. A lot of these are scams. Um, so, you know, if they're offering you uh, uh, this big prize in return for this very small fee, a lot of times those are scams. And then they'll try to convince you that everyone in your neighborhood is doing it. We see that a lot with those door-to-door salesmen. They'll come through selling uh, home security systems and they'll say, oh, four of your neighbors just bought it, uh, trying to convince you that everyone is doing it and make you feel left out by not doing it. Yeah, you're you're making a bad decision by by saying no thanks, and that's but it sounds right. the, the urgency. That's that's one that's probably uh, you know it, it's going to be a, a commonality among any of these, no matter what it is. They're trying to make you make that decision fast, that sense of urgency when Absolutely. it should be okay if it's legitimate to say, hey, is it okay if I hang up and and call you back if they're proclaiming to be from an organization that's local or a national organization, whatever. You, you can hang up and you can call back if it's the right organization. You're, you're going to get them back on the phone. Right. You'll want to look up that number separately. You don't want to call the one that was just on your caller yeah. ID. You'll want to look up the number and then call it from that. Yep. And I guess just be, it's important to be proactive, right? And go over your finances. Just make sure that everything is as it should be. Absolutely. Get your credit report every year. Go over your finances. Really look at your statements. Make sure you get your bills in paper form or electronically, if you're going to review them really regularly, making sure that you're looking at all of that fine print so that you can spot any type of mistake or exploitation very quickly. Yeah. And you can get those credit reports uh, free once a year, can't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you don't have to pay people worried about having to pay for that. That's a free thing. Uh, Katie, we got one minute left. So once again, if if people believe that they're being targeted or that they have been, um, there are places that they can, that they should call. Can you give those numbers again? Yep. If you're being targeted or believe that you have, you'll want to call Adult Protective Services, 844-277-9300. And if you want help with your estate planning documents, you can call my office at 406 444-7787. Well, that was easy. You didn't even use your full minute, Katie. <laughs> I'm good at those numbers. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and, and and for the work that you're doing out there. I mean, this is unfortunately all too common a problem and it's impacting probably somebody uh, listening or somebody uh, that they know. So, you know, you're, you're doing you're doing great work. I know it's hard work, but it's it's very important. So thank you for being out there and protecting our seniors. Yeah, thanks for letting me come on today and share this important information. Yeah, it, it, and once again, if you missed any of those uh, numbers, the web address, anything like that, uh, you can also just shoot me an email and I will connect you with Katie. Just send me a message at Troy at MontanaRadio.com. That's Troy at MontanaRadio.com. And uh, I promise I, I got nothing to do with your car's extended warranty. So, you know, <laughs> you, you can send me an email and we'll connect you. Katie Lovell with the Department of Public Health and Human Services on Coffee Break today. That's all the time that we've got. We'll see you back here again tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.